welcome to the Not Great Parents podcast. Hello. How are you today? I'm doing good. All right, well, for those of you that don't know, this good guy over here is Nathan. Yes. He's my Not Great Parents co-host. Correct, not a great and dad. And I am Molly. For those of you that don't know, I'm not a great mom either. Yeah, that's how that works. And today, my eye is not a great eye. I don't know if they can see it it's on camera. It's not even a good eye. It's not <laughs> even a good eye. It is failing on all accounts. I'm having some kind of allergic reaction, I think, to something in my house. And my eye is like... Twitching or watering or itching. Itchy, and itchy. And I put eye drops in and it feels better for a second. And it, then it's it just It looks itchy. a little bit better. So. Okay. Well, good. But regardless, we're here. This is actually the beginning of 2024 for yes. us, even though it's not for you who are listening. It's technically our first day back. It is after back a break, so yes. we were just talking about trying to get going here, yes. <laughs> not Mo- just in Molly this. Molly but... literally rebooted at the beginning of the year. All over. information that was before the new year, she completely has forgot. I got like a total error going yes. on in here. What's yes, 404, one? not yes. found. No, <laughs> you cannot find the it. But... 10 dot or whatever yeah, the idiot error, error or whatever. That's how I felt this morning. Yes. But... So I am. This is, I'm doing better, but yes. this morning was a little bit rough for me, the not going to lie. The good news is we don't actually have to come up with anything for this episode because... One of you did! Yes, with it, we it had, was provided for us. Yes, well, before we start on that, we'll give you the quick brief oh, why yeah. we're why we're saying we're not great. For those of you who don't know, most of you do, but um, we call ourselves the Not Great Parents Podcast because we don't want to be great parents. We want to be good parents, parents that... Um, help our families live in the goodness of God and not pursue the greatness that the world has outlined for us. So um, we're trying to, you know, take a look at all the areas of our life, examine our lives, our families, our rhythms, all these different things, and try to make sure that we are, um, we are pursuing Jesus and all that he has for us. Absolutely. That was good. That was pretty quick. Yeah, we're trying to shorten it up for those of you who are last year followers. Yes, our our resolution this year is we're going to be less conceptual, more practical. Right. So we're And the good news is we've been asked some very practical questions. Really good questions. So we have Which a we're not going to answer. No. Yes, we totally are. Are in our own way. <laughs> yes. Um, we have a link in the show notes for those of you who have questions, and we say that every episode, and we got some. So we're really grateful for that. Feel free to keep sending them in. But um, Nathan is going to, oh, I, uh, do you want me to talk for a second while you pull it up? No, I'm good. Okay. I'm ready. Nathan is going to read the question, and then we're just going to yes. dive into it today. Yes. Well, I, and I will say this just for those of you, I don't know if anyone can see this on the screen or not. But my not great phone here uh, has a giant crack down the middle. And it's not even a crack. That's the wrong word. It is actually a uh, distortion in the actual like pixels on the front that I have a giant white line down the front. So as I'm reading this, I'm going to be scrolling side to side so I can see all the words. And I have one that goes this direction. Oh, and the that. bottom half of mine shakes. So oh, wow. we're a disaster. We are a disaster. But here we <laughs> but go. But those that know us would not be surprised that we both have crack phones. So one of the things that got sent in, I'm going to try and, uh, this is actually a multiple part okay. question, but we're going to try and answer all of them today. Maybe we should spread this out over multiple episodes. Nah, we'll just dive in. Yeah. So the first <laughs> one here is, says, you said, send in some things you do with your kids that others could do. Now, what that's a reference to is we've been in a series called Family Matters right. as we're trying to help uh, parents in our church really center their families in the goodness of God. And one of the things we said was, hey, they're, we're going to eventually be getting to a rule of life, right? Right, which is like a 
rule of life is a practical way right. that you're putting these practices in place within your family to steer you that direction. That's right. It's your rhythm of life that you're going to live in. And at the end of the year, we we kind of put out in our last episode of 2023, which Molly has completely forgotten. Didn't even, know, didn't even know I was on a podcast. <laughs> there you go. I came to Molly's office this morning and said, we need to film a podcast. I said, and she what? said, explain what film means. So I went back to 1887 and explained what film was, got all the way to the digital revolution. And here we are now. And now we're ready to go. But uh, at the end of the last uh, the last episode of the year, we said, hey, send us in some stuff you do because we'd like to hear what families yeah. in our church do. This is one of those things. Uh, the, the listener says, I pray over my children and their school every day in car rider line before I drop them off. We have grown to love it so much. I think that's great. I love it. I think it's awesome. And for those of you who don't know because we haven't talked about it yet, we'll talk about it more. We'll try and remember this when we get to it. That is a perfect rule of life kind of thing. Right. It's very practical rhythm that you can put into place most days of the week, mm-hmm. certainly when their kids are in school of we pray in car rider line. Which is great also because car rider line is horrible. You I yes. know you're you're not yes. you're not a car rider line because well, I was at one point. But at one point you yes. were and you yes. also felt it was horrible, didn't you? Oh yeah. So I when I would drop my kids off and we had a little routine, which is we would ride through the car and I had I had uh, one child who just absolutely hated going to school, had such social anxiety around it. Mm-hmm. So we would create this little song that we would sing. And we only had like a five-minute drive to, mm-hmm. not, not even that. To Ours is short too. But we would sing this little song. And then at the end of it, we would pray as well. And I would kind of pray a blessing over them. Mm-hmm. Like, God, be with them. Remind them that you're with mm-hmm. them. Right? And normally we'd be driving at sunrise time. And they would always want to say, oh, the sky's so beautiful. And I'd say, well, let's thank God for it. For the sky. That's good. Right? So that's a rhythm, right? You're just saying, hey, at these times that I have with my Mm -hmm. kids. You're stacking them into your life. That's right. And we're going to talk about all that in a future episode. So I don't want to spend too much time on that today because we are going to get more detailed on Molly used the term stack. She's getting ahead of us here. We have an idea. See, I can't think of the past, but I got the future. You know where we're going, right? And it's (laughs) the idea of habit stacking of when I do this. This happens. I'm going to do this. So we're going to have an episode on that when we talk about incorporating the rule of life of how do I do this. But this is a great one. When I'm in the car rider line, Mm -hmm. I'm going to pray. Well, then we got sent two questions in. Uh, This is the first one. What is a good devotional to do with my children during breakfast? Once again, that's habit stacking, right? Right. Having breakfast, let's do a devotional. We're all right there, yep. Something that a 10, 8, and 6-year-old would be able to comprehend. Uh, I want to say two things. I'd like you start with the first one. We actually, as a church, have access to, through the curriculum we use for our kids, Mm -hmm. and you as a parent in our church have access to devotionals mm-hmm. um, that are very accessible for your kids. They're designed for their age group. Mm-hmm. Uh, explain a little bit what those are. So we use a curriculum that um, part of what we what we use is a take-home that is a devotional take-home for children. It's a five-day devotional. Right. There's, uh, depending on your ages, and so we've got, the it, it's elementary and older, so your children are all within the age group that would get the devotional. So it'd be first grade through... Um, Th- first, grade. first grade through fifth grade. And don't remember the years either now. It all just dropped out of our brain. It did. It totally dropped out of my brain. But we have two different ones, one for the younger and one for the older. And right. it's a devotional that is a little bit tailored towards what we've been doing on Sunday right. mornings. But it isn't 
It is not. They don't go hand in hand exactly. Yeah, you it's, can, it's accessible because my kids have done it uh, many different times. Yep. When we <laughs> there's there's often yeah, things, and yeah. there's often like a game in there or a little something that they do. They can do it by themselves or they can do it together. My um, I think the older devotional for the kids that are in fourth and fifth grade yeah. is a little bit more of reading the Bible Correct. and a little bit more of thought provoking for them. It might be a little bit of journal practice, things like that. Um, my family has used these, um, and typically the way that I've used them in the past is um, I do my own, mm. my own reading in the morning. Yeah. At the same time as my child oh, does their theirs, emotional. that's great. And we're not doing it collectively, doing the same, the same thing. Yeah. But I often ha- will say, you know, I look at it before right. or after, and I'll say, oh, what was it about? Or I'll say like. I might pick something off of it for my younger child because I have a younger one that, you know, just isn't at that age yet reading. Yeah. He doesn't read read yet. So, but I can look at it and ask him questions from it. So we do provide what I think is a great starter for Absolutely. you as a parent. Um, and they're short. They're, they're like, short. Depending on how well your kid reads or if you're going to read it to him. Like if you're going to read it to him, the reading part takes maybe a minute and a half. It's super I would think, short. For an adult. I mean, when I used to have to read it to them, yep. they're now at the age where they're all reading it to themselves. And I have different reading level kids, so some of them are reading it in a minute and a half. Someone takes them two or three yeah. minutes to read it, and but if, it's not too much. It's not too much. And if you're a parent that wants to guide your child, children through that and do it collectively as a group, you absolutely can take the different ones and yeah. look at them and say, "This is the over. The topic is the same. Right. The actual practices that each one does, you, you can adapt them. They're not hard to adapt. It's yes. it's not. I mean, I often adapted them um, myself. But um, if you're not some, if you're not here every Sunday, if you miss a Sunday, if you don't have, you know, we all walk out of here sometimes without them. Yeah. Um, you, you can download the Parent Q app if you don't already have right. it. And that is real time. And those devotionals are in there. So you go on to Parent Q, the Parent Q app. Um, you download it. You select Community Christian as your church. Correct. And it will link. And, and then you put your children's ages in there. And it will give you the devotional information for each of your children per day. So I've done it both ways because sometimes yeah. I just don't have the paper with me. That's right. So anyway, that's one great, easy yeah. resource. And we're actually going to talk about this more going forward, which is why uh, I was very glad you sent it, but I knew we weren't going to do a whole episode Mm -hmm. on it because part of our rule of life as we get to that, I think that's, I mean, if you guys keep sending in questions, which I hope you do, it'll probably take us longer to get to it. Yeah, we love the questions though. (laughs) I would hope at least by the middle of February, maybe March, we're going to be going through our rule of life series. And part of that's going to be reading the Bible with our kids or at least helping our kids to do that because when you have a student ministry age kid, sixth grade and up, they also are, starting this year, are going to have kind of a comprehensive plan right. for every age group. Uh, and they're going to have their own time to do that and their own way of doing that. We're going to talk about that more. We'll have Sawyer on, our student minister, to talk about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I want to tell you one other thing because I think this is a great resource. Um, our kids uh, often do the devotionals from the Orange Curriculum, from the church. But our my kids are so like me. They're ADHD. They like to change things up. Yes. So Sometimes they're like, can we do a different devotional? So we bought this a while back. It's called The Biggest Story Bible Storybook. Okay? So it's a... It looks good. It's a big one. And what I love about this is this is a... Uh, it's comprehensive throughout the whole Bible. It's a, it's a And it's telling what the Bible is. It's one story that leads yes. to Jesus. Right? That's what the whole Bible is. All the little books of the Bible, all the little stories in the Bible, they're all pointing towards Jesus. And this person has written it not like a storybook, has written it almost 
uh, in novel form, like a young adult fiction book, right? So it's written in a very readable style mm -hmm. for, I'd say, eight years old and up. You know, if you've got a... To 45, like me. Yeah, exactly. But I just mean, <laughs> it's probably not easy for your uh, five-year-old to you read. You can't just stick it in your five-year-old's hand and say, enjoy right. this. <laughs> but you could read it to your five-year-old right. and you wouldn't have problems. But I, I want to show here, what I love the most about this, if you have kids like my kids who love reading graphic novels... Um, most kids do now, I think. Yes. So the the illustrations of this are beautiful. Oh, wow. Um, I don't know. I'm showing Molly here. For those of you who are listening, this is terrible. This but, is me. I'm looking at it going, oh, wow, because they are, are beautiful I mean, illustrations. Just, it's very colorful. Yes. It's very, um, yeah, it's very beautiful. If you go look this up online, and I'll see, it probably says on the back who it is written by. by um, it's, yes, that's right. It's DeYoung and Clark. Clark is the illustrator. It says it's, it's published Steve by Crossway. DeYoung, I want to say it is, but that may be Kevin DeYoung. We can probably link it in the show notes for you all. That's probably easier. <laughs> but yes, you can, you'll can. you see on there the illustrations of this. They're absolutely beautiful. Like the creation one is That's absolutely good. beautiful here. And then you'll, and I, Molly will see, you'll see on the thing here, there's a little bit of text that's going through it. Um, but not a lot. Yes. And it also, as we're going to do in our rule of life, it takes you through the different sections of the Bible. And what are what is this right. whole section? What part of the story of Jesus is this? Right. right? And so it goes through the whole thing like this. And then at the end of every chapter, and once again, the chapters take my kids. My, my kids um, probably read this in three to five minutes. Mm -hmm. It doesn't take too long, and it depends on how much they want to look at the pictures, you know, and that kind of stuff. But at the end of each chapter, there's a prayer for them to pray. Good. And then they kind of follow that prayer as a template to go through. So if you're looking for something that will just teach them the story of the Bible, I think this is a great one. And like mm -hmm. I said, each chapter, even stories that are often kind of difficult of why would God flood the whole world? Mm -hmm. Or when we get to Exodus, why would God take the life of the firstborn children? Mm -hmm. All of that is done with an eye towards Jesus, which mm -hmm. I think is very helpful because these Old Testament stories can often get tricky. Mm -hmm. And it's really important to keep in mind, what is this telling us about God? What is this telling us about Jesus? And not we, to get lost in the details. And that's something that we try to emphasize, too, in, in children's ministry. Absolutely. We did an entire one year on yes. the, the story of Jesus, the Bible, right. and we started at the big, you know, at creation, and, and we worked our way through, but it was that same, it's the same thing. It's pointing them back to Jesus. This is not just a bunch of tiny little stories. It is small stories that add to that add together to tell the story of Jesus. So. And so we're going to, when we get to our rule of life, we're going to talk about Rhythms of life, like the prayer and the car rider line. We're going to talk about habit stacking. We're also going to take a good chunk of our year, I think, probably a couple months, going through the Bible and talking about, hey, how do we have these conversations with right. our kids about the Bible? So I hope you guys look forward to that and we'll listen to them yeah. and it'll be helpful to you. I would just say as a resource, though, like you should have a Bible in your home. Oh, yeah, that's good. I was yeah, just saying it doesn't have to be this storybook Bible, but you as an adult or as yeah. having a tangible, visible Bible that your children can see yeah. is, I think, it. you know, it's just good to have one. Yes. <laughs> if you don't have one, you need one, let us know. But yes. but it is good to have a Bible yeah. that they can, you know, put their hands on yeah. um, and see you looking in. Yeah. Um, so that's some way to prepare for, you know, a devotional is really good, Yeah. but having the actual Bible that the devotional is built off of is also something I think is really pretty fundamental. I agree. So there's a lot more in my brain, but we're trying to be very practical <laughs> here and we're going to have a whole series on the Bible. So we're going to talk more, but I think the most important thing as we're getting to your last question here, this is our Segment. Here we go to the next question. Whether it be the Bible or prayer or what we're going to be talking about in the second question that got sent in, 
The whole point is to keep our eyes on Jesus Always. and help our kids keep their eyes on Jesus. Yes. Not all this other stuff. Right, which is the same thing we've been talking about forever, which is staying focused on good, which is Jesus. So the second question that gets sent in goes like this. It says, long story short, and then it's really long afterwards. So, but it's good. It's got good, con it gives us great context. It's a Nathan kind of question. <laughs> Me too. I'm just going to go ahead and say it for everyone. We filmed 40 minutes of this question, and then we scrapped the whole thing. We We're scrapped good. the whole thing. Because we, we can be con more concise. We're going to be practical. And concise. Not conceptual. That's called the lost episode. <laughs> Maybe we'll release it If you it one really day. want it, you no, can ask us for it. Yes. Here we go. Here's the question. The other day in the car, my kids were tired and emotional. Yeah, always fun. Yeah, always a good prep for a deep conversation. Yes. My oldest uh, started crying, asking me how she knows she will go to heaven. I explained to her the best I could. Uh, ask the Lord in your heart and do your best to walk with God. Love others, pray, etc. Then they all were chiming in, trying to uh, get me to give them an exact answer on how to get to heaven. They said, what if I sin too much? And I explained forgiveness. What I said seemed to ease their worry, but how would you explain it to them? Okay. Well, the first thing I want to say off of that is uh, I thought your answer, especially your goal to really try and... <laughs> ease their minds about not seeing this as this super transactional thing, right? By explaining forgiveness, it's not, oh, if I sin too much or I do this too much, right? Uh, and making it very relational of I'm going to walk with the Lord, mm -hmm. right? I'm right. going to pray. I'm going to live I'm going to love that, others. I'm going to love right. God. I'm going to pray. All of that is the right direction. Absolutely. So I think all of that's really good. We're going to add some to that because you asked how would we have answered the question. Yeah. And I also want to say, I think it's okay for you as the parent in this situation to go back to them, or if they bring up the question again, as they often will, yeah. you can say, hey, I've thought about that more. Here are some ideas that I thought of. Or even I asked some people at church in our community, right? right. And they gave me some ideas on how to talk about this. There's nothing wrong with that. No, but and in fact, it's good because having follow-up conversations around the same topic is really a great thing when you're talking about well, Jesus with and with kids. And, and you're talking about three kids in three different ages, all yes. having the same conversation at the same time. Their minds work differently. So, I mean, it's great that you did not avoid the, the question and that you really, you did give fundamentally what is a great answer. And yes. so we, you know, you asked us how, we're, how we would answer it. So this is how we would do it. Oh, I want to say one other thing, which oh. I know we went too long in the last, but I, I, I thought of I'm this one. I'm cutting this off is, now. <laughs> and it was what you said, which is, this is where we're going to be getting to. So this is kind of a, a pre, and this is the prologue to the answer. But I will say, as a parent, a lot of times, as podcast hosts, this is how we got so long in the lost right. episode you won't hear is, you often feel like you need to give one perfect answer to your kids, like right. the theological definition of what heaven is and how I get there and what salvation is. The background, is. The, the understanding, and then the answer. And we felt like that when we yeah. recorded it the well, first time. Well, this is going to be on the internet, and I promise you this, there's nothing Christians love to do but watchdog answers about heaven and salvation oh, yes. and sin. Make and sure to get it right. And I'm always in the back of my head like somebody's going to come and say, what well, you didn't quote Romans 3. Yes. You know, you didn't quote Wait. John this. And, you know, well, y'all know I'm not going to quote all the right, right. things. <laughs> so 
I would just say as 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 mom as dad, having shorter and more frequent conversations is better. It's right. an easier way to have nuanced conversations about bigger things because you just answer the question that's in front of right. you. And that's what we didn't do as well on the last No, episode. but we learned a lot too from doing it that way. Well, and I think to to honor being more practical and really to be helpful, to be able to let you know, like, I get the pressure of I really want to answer this well, but to also know I answered in a way that was helpful in the moment. Right. Right. I certainly don't want to give wrong information. To, to, to give wrong information just to ease their worries isn't helpful. No. Saying, oh, well, everyone goes to heaven. Right. <laughs> That's not helpful. You didn't say that. I'm just saying the goal should not be I just want to ease their worries. But to be able to say, because I know who my kids are. Mm-hmm. You take all of that into context. And I, it sounds like, because they're interested, that they want to follow God. Mm-hmm. You take all of that into account, and you're giving an answer that gives them confidence right. and that points them in the right direction. So I would just say, shorter conversations yep. that happen frequently are your friends. So your ability to come back to them and go, hey, I was thinking about that conversation right. we had the other day. Here's some other things I thought you might Or be I asked about, or whatever. You don't have to know every single thing. And I think that gets to the point that Molly... So wisely summarized when we were off camera, which is the term we as a church use. Which is your statement. It's not my statement. I mean, mean, it's it's my statement in the way it's my statement. It's it's it's, something you say more often than I do, but I listen to you. It's Eugene Peterson. I quote him. And Eugene Peterson is actually actually quoting (laughs) Nietzsche. So it's Nietzsche, Eugene Peterson, Nathan Martin. And I'm quoting Nathan. So So there we go. It's all kind of work together. But the phrase is long obedience in the same direction. And if you were here during our Practicing the Way series, or if you do our on mission groups, we talk about this all the time, that following Jesus and being a disciple of his is long obedience in the same direction. And so that's how I would try... And that's what we were trying to capture in our 40 minutes. But we were going episode. all around. I mean, we were getting, we, we, all kinds we of had animals. a lot of different things But going the on. point that I always would want to get to kids is heaven is not a transactional thing. Mm-mm. There is not a, I made this decision one time, now I go to heaven, right? And whether right. that's, you know, some traditions, if you grew up, you know, even the phrase, and this is not to criticize the thing you said, but even the phrase of asking the Lord into my heart, that's one tradition. That's... That's not really necessarily in the Bible. Um, the idea of like, I ask the Lord into my heart. No. That language is not. Um, or the idea some have, I pray a sinner's prayer. Oh. Other people have. And this is closer to our tradition of, I get baptized. Mm-hmm. And you know, I make one of those decisions. Some people use the phrase, I got saved. Mm-hmm. Right? There are these, there's this moment. There's this moment where something happens. A transaction takes place. And now and I'm, I'm good. going to heaven. Yes. Right? That's not really the biblical idea of what salvation is mm-hmm. or even what heaven is. And I think that's important to get in my kid's head to begin with is really what heaven is, is the result of long obedience in the same direction, mm-hmm. right? It is me turning towards Jesus right. and just following him. And of course, a person who is following Jesus, as you said, loving God, Right, which right. that's how I take prayer, right? Is I'm living in a loving relationship with God mm-hmm. and I'm loving others. Right. Those Jesus said the two greatest commandments. If that's what my life is about, because I want to live with Jesus, heaven is the natural outflow of that, not the outflow of I made a decision one day and right. now I'm going to heaven. Now I'm going to heaven. So now I've got this gap between the time I made that decision and the time I go to heaven that's right. where life just does its thing. It is always from the time that we make 
the decision that we want to follow Jesus or our children make the decision that we want to follow Jesus, we are pointing our feet toward him yes. and moving toward him and That's being, right. you know, we're not saying that this is perfection. You're yeah. not saying, we're not, we're not saying this is long perfection in the same direction. Right. That is not what we are saying. Right. We are saying that perfect I want to be with Jesus today and I want to be with Jesus in heaven. And yes. so therefore I am going to move toward him who I want to be with. of 1 John, which uh, is the first Bible study I ever led. The whole book of 1 John, he says, the reason I'm writing this is I want you to have confidence when you go before God. And the way he says it is, if you love your brothers and sisters, and he's talking about your brothers and sisters in Christ, right. like Jesus loves them, that's the sign that the love of God is in you, mm-hmm. right? Or that he says at one point, the light of God is in you, right? Mm-hmm. The life of God is in you because you're doing these things. So you should have confidence. When you, when you know, hey, the day I die, I've been loving God. I've mm-hmm. been loving people my whole life. I've been trying to follow Jesus. When I mess it up, I repent of it. I turn from it. And I go to him with it. <laughs> That's right. I ask for I, forgiveness. I, rather than running from him or hiding from him, That's I right. actually go toward him again. That's right. All of those things. Mm-hmm. Sin, when I, that, that's a good way of saying it, I think, is sin for a non-believer is a better, not, I need a better term, but Sin for the non-believer turns me away from God. Mm -hmm. But for a believer, when they have, when they sin, the correct response is then I still turn back to God. And it's hard. Oh, absolutely. Because you're naturally going to want to run or hide or be away from it or feel like shameful or whatever. But he has said not to. So if we can teach our kids that, hey, when you've you've sinned, you go straight to him. Right. (laughs) Or, you know, that is the response in which you should have. That's right. So... That's what I would say is, you know, to the question of what if I sin too much? Of course there's forgiveness for it, but the point of that is to say, well, when we sin, even sin for a believer is an opportunity for me to turn back to God. Mm-hmm. Right? Well, it's an opportunity for you to sin naturally separates us from God. Right. So if we are sinning, then we naturally in our turning sin have turned away from him for that moment. And we have at that moment... The option to turn back to him or continue down that path. That's right. And And that path does separate you from God. Now, there's not a number of sins. So for our children who I do believe are, you know, everything that they do at school and everything is, you know, numerically based and you do this and that and you, you know, you're at this level and that level. That is now our children are transactional in that way. They we've we've we have created that sense for them. But when it comes to this, there isn't a number. Well, they know, yeah, I didn't think about the school system thing, but you have it. I have uh, uh, producer Charlie's uh, wife, who's a family member of mine, Mm -hmm. uh, is a uh, teacher, an elementary teacher, and they have things, I believe they're called white reminders. Is that correct, Charlie? They're called white reminders. You get a white reminder, and then you get, it's a certain number of white reminders, and then something happens, right? Oh, I don't know. Okay, you don't know the number. But that's, I mean, it's yeah. like they're demerits, basically. Yes. You get these number right. of things. And then at some point, you yes. get enough the, of these. The floor falls out. Something happens. I guess the, <laughs> the world collapses but on you. Jesus doesn't work like that. No, but that's but our kids, think. we think, because the whole, because the world, the greatness, yes. the world that is so great does work like that often. Yes. Three strikes and you're out, man. Like there's yes. stuff like that. We have to help our kids understand that it is 
not the number of things that you do. It's how you turn to Jesus when you do. And of course, we don't want the number to be super high. Naturally, if you're following Jesus, it's not going to be so, you know. The way I would try and explain it to my kid in that sense, because I think that's a really good point. So there is, don't make it a transactional thing if you do too Mm -mm. much. Is it possible though, is it possible that a person could choose to follow Jesus one day, Mm -hmm. but then the rest of their life choose not to follow Jesus and their life is turned? Absolutely. So the way I would say it is less transactional. I would talk about, I wouldn't use this word, but this is the word we'll use, is I would talk about telemetry. Okay. All right. So, you know, telemetry, the word of telemetry is telos, which means the end goal. So telemetry, when you're shooting a rocket or really anything, Mm -hmm. right, is this is the end destination. And so here's the path I'm going to take to get there. So with a rocket, it's I want to get this thing on the moon, Mm -hmm. right? That the what is the direction and the path and the amount of energy this thing needs to get it to go there? Right. Right. What direction is my life heading in? Mm-hmm. Is it towards Jesus mm-hmm. or is it away from Jesus? Right. And I can say I want to follow Jesus, but everything in my life is turned the other direction. But that also gives confidence to my kid. So when I say to my my child, once again, we're talking about young. You said in the previous question, ten eight and six right right these are young ages young understanding at this point as you said if they're a person who is trying their best to love god and love others they're 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 pursuing life in the church they're Mm -hmm. praying you asked about bibles for your kids they're trying to do all the things a believer does to love god to obey his commands that should give me confidence Mm -hmm. that i am pursuing god yes and i know this is where people get well what if it's legalism and your heart's not in it oh yeah that's all true but with your child, you're you're looking at them. The evidence they of their are. life says that they are trying. They are <laughs> different than other kids, right? Who are not doing that. You should be able to give them. That confidence. should be some of their evidence. That should be some of their confidence. You Comes should, from the fact that they are trying to live in the goodness of God, rather than right. what the world is telling them to do. Now, I would want to bring up at this point in the conversation for some of your kids because so that's that's to answer the direct question. The direct question is: There's not a number. There's not a number about this sin. But to go back to the question, how do I know if I'm going to heaven? The question is not about heaven. Mm -mm. The question is not about a one-time decision. The question is about Jesus. Mm -hmm. How do we get to heaven? Jesus. Right. In fact, heaven is Jesus. Heaven is Jesus. And it we have created this heaven is this far off, you know, place we get to. And we and we we do, but he has been very clear that his kingdom begins here. And well, so Well, his kingdom the, is, here. is like, him. His he is the kingdom. And yes. and so when we decide to follow him, we are already yes. there. <laughs> but if I make heaven the goal of following Jesus, heaven becomes the telos, the telemetry. Yes. That's where I'm trying to get is heaven. I'm trying to get to heaven. And I can want to get to heaven and have nothing to do with Jesus. Right. Because what I want in heaven mostly is I don't want to go to hell. Right. But if I want Jesus, if I want Jesus in my life, if I want Jesus to lead my life, if Jesus is what I'm shooting at, that's right. All the heaven is going to happen as a byproduct of it, essentially. That's right. And so are all the lot of other things that happen here and now. And so Jesus is what we're pointing at. Every time. And so what happens when I have conversations with, when I was a youth minister and I would have conversations with teenagers about heaven 
ultimately baptism was always part of it because they would right. normally be coming to me saying, I think I want to get baptized. And normally when I, I would ask heaven. why, heaven would be part of it. Yeah. And so I would say, okay, well, let's not talk about heaven for a moment. Right. If you want to get baptized, let's talk about Jesus. Jesus. Because the three questions we ask here at our church, there are lots of different ways. I know churches, they don't even ask questions. Their kind of tradition is you make a confession. Like you come and say, I believe Jesus is the Christ, the Son of the oh, yes. God. Which is all fine. We just tend to do it in this question. Prompting kind of way, yeah. Right. And so the questions I would say is, here's what we want to know. Do you believe Jesus is the Son of God? Mm -hmm. Right. And what we mean by that is... One, obviously son of God, but also that he is God, mm -hmm. that he is the only way to God, mm -hmm. that he is the only way to life, right? Mm -hmm. So I believe everything I need to know about life and God is somehow summed up in Jesus. Right, in this person. Right. Do you believe that he died on the cross for your sins and rose again? So you, do you believe that that actually happened, that that yes. event happened? And, and the why say, behind it? Yeah, that's what I'd say is I believe it's two part. I do believe the first part is it is an actual event. It's not like some symbolic death. Right. And some it symbol. happened. It's an event that happened, but also, do you believe that the reason he had to die is because you're sinful, which right. means you and God are incompatible in your sin, right? You live according to a different way of life, mm -hmm. a different world, right? And when you talk about heaven, heaven is the new world God is making, and in the new world, there is no sin, right? So, do I want to be free of that sin, right? Jesus had to set me free, mm -hmm. and he rose to a new life. Right. A new kind of life. Then the third question I'd ask is, do you uh, want to make Jesus the leader of your life right. or Lord of your life? You've already king, said you want to make king. him. That's right. There's you've a lot of different you, ways you can phrase that, but it's all the same thing. That's right. You've already said you want to make him your savior because you want to be forgiven of mm -hmm. your sins. And that's what most people mean when they mean savior is I get to go to heaven. But making him your king or making him your Lord means you're trusting him with all your decisions. Yes, I want to follow him. And as as Molly's already uh, helped me to remember, <laughs> We're that's long obedience, obedience in the same direction. That Jesus being the leader of my life is a lifelong thing. Yes, it's and like it a marriage. starts there. That's right. I am starting to follow Jesus as the leader of my life. And so if my kid was saying, how do I know I'm going to heaven? I would say, well, let's not talk about heaven for a second. The question is, do you want to be with Jesus? Right. And that is essential. Do they want to be with Jesus? Yes. And if, yeah, because the truth is, they might not want to be with Jesus. They might want to just go to heaven or not go to hell. Yes. And most, so that, mostly that's what they mean. Yes. Yeah. That's, and, and so they have to understand that they, it's not about the heaven or the hell necessarily. It's yes. about wanting to be with Jesus. I had one of my kids when we were talking about baptism one time, um, We've been kind of in the discussion, because here's what I would say a lot. Once again, long obedience, mm -hmm. lots of conversations. When my kids come to me and say, I want to get baptized, that's normally, and I'm not joking, a three to six month conversation. Oh, yeah. With one of my daughters, it was two years. Mm -hmm. Just because of her age, I really wanted to make sure she was aware of what was going on. You know, the make first sure two, she understood. Yeah, the first two questions that need to be asked of, do you believe Jesus is the Son of God? And Those do you are... believe he died on the cross and rose again? She's... She's not lived in a world. She's been in church her whole life. She didn't, didn't live in a world where that would be unfathomable. Jesus would not be the Son of God. Right. What is that? Like she didn't have to, a conversion experience of believing Jesus was real. No, she just was like, yeah, of course that's always the case, right? that was just true to her. <laughs> that's right. So, but the the harder question was, I wanted to spend two years of really helping her understand this is what it means to make Jesus the leader of your life. Now. At seven, when she got baptized, did she fully understand what that means? Of course not, because she can't know what the, the rest of her life looked like. It's what I used to always 
uh, say because I got married at 19 and I would have parents come, come to me and be like, tell my daughter they're not going to get married right. to their high school boyfriend. I'm like, I can say that, but I did. I did it. <laughs> I did. But, and so, and I mean, yeah, and, and you didn't know what you're getting into, right? And I didn't know what I was getting into. And I used to always joke. They'd say, well, you can't encourage people to get married when they don't know what they're getting into. And I'd say, that's the only time I think anyone should get married. <laughs> Is yeah. when they don't, because no one can know what they're getting into mm -hmm. if when they're getting married. You figure it out as you go, and you have to decide, am I going to stick with the commitment I made? Mm -hmm. So, But I wanted to make sure my daughter had at least a glimpse of what that commitment. I knew when I was 19 that getting married meant lifetime. Right. And I wanted to make sure my daughter understood it means long obedience in the same direction. Right. One of my daughters, though, when we were talking, came to me, and we were talking about something else, and we have a prayer time in the morning, and she said to me, I just don't like to pray. I don't know why you keep making me want to pray. <laughs> and I said, well, you've been talking to me for a while about wanting to get yes. baptized. Are you planning on never praying? Mm -hmm. And she said, well, I just don't see why I have to. And I said, okay, why is it you want to get baptized? And she said, I don't want to go to hell. Yes. And I said, that's not a reason. That's not the reason. And I said, the reason you get baptized is you want to be with God. And prayer is an essential part of being with God. Oh, that is that is the only way you communicate with yes, him. Yes, that is my communication is by praying and, and obeying God and those kind of things. And so the, that was part of our conversation around And at my house, it was stuff about, I don't really want to be at church. Right. I don't like church. I don't like some of the people that I'm in class with, I, whatever. And I said, okay, but part of loving God That's is right. loving others and being part of his community right. of believers. And so... It, it, that's conflicting. You say one thing, that's but right. then what you're doing, or you, you know, you're saying that you want to that you love Jesus, but then you're also in the same breath saying, "I don't want to be around other people who also love Jesus." And that's so, right. And you know, obviously, I think he just hadn't put it all together in his brain that way. But those are those are conversations you have with your kids. I mean, I, that's right. And then, sure, we all have days we don't want to come to church, but yes. I, but you wanted him that, to I wanted him to understand the that of the, of the commitment. Yeah, and I wanted him to understand that loving Jesus means loving other people. That's right, and so that's the conversation I would have about heaven, or if your kids are asking about baptism, I would have conversations about Jesus, right? Mm -hmm. And sin too. If their oh, conversations, sure. you know, like we said, if they're talking about sin and how many sins, you know, this and that, and which sins worse than the other, and blah, blah, all the questions our kids will ask. The answer is is still Jesus. <laughs> That's right, because most of the time people want heaven because they think, one, it's a better alternative than to hell, or they think it's like this intense pleasure factory where I get to do whatever I want, and that's really a form of greatness. Mm -hmm. You know, when we talk in our form, the it's a form of, fun. <laughs> I get to play Xbox all day, right? Mm -hmm. Until you get married and I realize my wife may have a different idea of what heaven is, which is me and her sitting and looking through, you know, magazines <laughs> all day or whatever, <laughs> yeah. you know, whatever the thing is, are sitting and staring in each other's eyes oh, and I don't yes. ever get to touch an Xbox. Yes. You know, it's like everyone has a different version of it. So maybe that's not what it is. Maybe what heaven is, is I am with Jesus uninterrupted. Mm -hmm. That's why I say there's no interruption. Right now, there are interruptions. Oh, yeah. Some of those are caused by me and my sin. Some of those are just caused by distractions I have. Right. Some of those are caused by the fact that my, my mind is not set to turn back to Jesus. Mm -hmm. But heaven is about being in the eternal love. I'd go through the fruit of the Spirit. Love, joy, peace, patience, yes. kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, self-control. Got them all. <laughs> I'd go through this and that's, that's what life in heaven is going to be like. Uh -huh. It's going to be with Jesus in all of those things, which of course sounds beautiful. Mm -hmm. And and so, do you want to be in that? 
What? I'm just saying, Jesus can be player number two. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what most people think. It's like, I'm on Xbox and Jesus player number two. I still get to be number one. <laughs> exactly. Which is how most of us live our lives. But it's true, though. It is, do you want all those? Not not the Xbox part, but the, like the fruit of the Spirit, like you were talking about. It, do you want to live with Jesus? Because living with Jesus is all of those things. Which ultimately means... And I love so this will be our, our 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 kind of transition towards the end. But I love your I, I love your player one player two because that's a good that's a I, I never used it but when I was a youth minister that would have sold it. That would have been a good one, Sawyer. You better. Yeah, so we need to let Sawyer know this. Player we two. We figured it out. <laughs> Jesus is player two. It's it's not just letting Jesus be player one. Yeah. Right. That the goal is most of us go. The goal of heaven is still I want love and joy and peace to come towards mm-hmm. me. The goal of heaven is I want to be with Jesus because I realized the point of all life was Jesus. I was not the point. Right. I was not the point of this life. The point of life was for me to be with Jesus. And that's where I want to be. And being with Jesus then means all the things that come to me, I share with others. Mm -hmm. So the forgiveness that you've already talked to your kids about, I would also ask them, do you want to forgive people who hurt you? Mm Mm-hmm. When you go to church, you know, First John says you got to love your brothers and sisters in the church, right? That person who you don't want to be patient with because they annoy you, do you actually want to do that? And and I want to say this. It doesn't mean that your kid has to be some perfect kid no. right now. It doesn't mean that her son has to somehow be perfectly patient or he can't get baptized or he can't follow Jesus. The question is, do you want to learn how to be mm-hmm. more patient? Do you want to move toward Jesus? Yes. Do you want to keep doing that? Because you know what Jesus is doing? Jesus is being patient with that person you don't want to relate to. And so when you choose not to, you're not joining him. You're going away from him. Mm-hmm. But if you want to be with Jesus, you're going to go be patient with that person. Mm-hmm. You know, with one of my daughters uh, the other day was kind of mean and ugly. He said something kind of nasty as sisters do to one another. Sure. And I said to her, I said, is that what you think Jesus would want you to do? And when I could see it convicted in her, I said, and she goes, no. And she goes and apologizes. I say, hey, you're turning back to Jesus. That that's really, we're trying to give them a picture of long obedience in the same direction. It's not, I have to be perfect now, because the truth is, I can't be patient like Jesus without choosing to follow Jesus. Mm-hmm. I need Jesus to do that. So I would try your best to turn the conversation from heaven to Jesus. And if you, like you said, aim for Jesus, heaven gets thrown in. Mm-hmm. And so that's the conversation is when they talk about, am I sinning too much? Remind them, Jesus is always faithful to us, even when we sin. And hell isn't even part of the equation then. If if you're always pointing toward Jesus and you're always moving towards Jesus, you you don't have to worry about that. There's confidence in not worrying about that. So um, I hope this was a helpful discussion. We certainly think our second round of talking about it was better. better. That lost episode needs it's going in delete file. That's right. Unless <laughs> so, there's something funny Molly did, which I love which, to do, and which then may, make a blooper reel. Yeah, which just may, for, just someday for there's going to be a great blooper reel of me. Yes. <laughs> someday. Because there's, there's nothing I do. What I do is I take all the funny things Molly do, and I delete, delete all the funny things Delete everything else, and remember the things that I do. Oh, that's right. Then I just pull out quotes and just play them out. Oh, like, so remember... <laughs> That was so good, David. Good job. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So that's how it works. You know here. that actually is hell. It's me sitting and gloating about all the things I take off. Oh, you don't. Smart. You don't do that though. That's the thing. <laughs> we just make fun of you for doing it, but you don't really do it. Well, there are days. <laughs> I ain't perfect either. It's long obedience. Long not obedience. Perfect obedience. Not perfect obedience. <laughs> 
All right, well, if you guys have more questions or comments or feedback for us, feel free to use the link in the show notes. And we are glad you were here with us today and we'll see you next week. Take care.